Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, February 19th. Coming up, last week's shooting after the Chiefs' celebration has restarted a familiar conversation. What could change, but probably won't, in state gun laws? But first, the latest on Kansas City's recovery and response to last week's tragedy. Two minors have been charged in connection with the shooting. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates has more. Jackson County's Office of the Juvenile Officer charged two people under 18 with gun charges and resisting arrest for the shooting that killed one and injured 22. They are in adult court because they are juveniles, which is why law enforcement has also not released their names. Authorities say additional charges are likely as Kansas City Police Department continues to investigate. The teens are currently being held in secure detention. Another man, Jose Castillo, has been charged with unlawful possession of a firearm for allegedly picking up a handgun dropped by one of the shooters. He stated that he thought the gun belonged to an officer and was going to return it. As a new week begins, some aspects of Kansas City's regular routine are starting to look a little closer to normal. Union Station has reopened to the public. United Way of Greater Kansas City has set up a fund to support victims of the shooting and their families. The Chiefs, the Hunt Family Foundation, and the NFL kicked things off with $200,000 in donations. And Taylor Swift gave $100,000 to the GoFundMe page of the family of Lisa Lopez-Galvin, the 43-year-old mother of two who died in the shooting. With more on this weekend's developments, here's KCUR's Sam Zeff. Gary and Janiel Egger from Kansas City added flowers to the memorial that also has candles, balloons, and posters. They say they were at Wednesday's rally and the rally last year. Gary says they're brokenhearted. We were so happy to be able to see the celebration and then this happened and uh, it just devastated us. Children's Mercy Hospital says it has discharged everyone admitted there after the attack and all should make a full recovery. University Health says it's still treating three victims, including one in critical condition. So what will be the impact of last week's events on gun laws in Missouri? That's ahead, stay with us. Last week's mass shooting at Union Station was the 49th so far this year in America. Inevitably, debates about gun laws follow. Missouri has some of the nation's least restrictive firearms regulations. Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas has long been a critic of those permissive policies. Missouri Governor Mike Parson, a Republican, has long defended them. Both leaders spoke with Steve Kraske on KCUR's Up to Date about what can and should be done and about the prospects for change in Jefferson City. You know, Mayor, I'm struck by Governor Parson's comment after the shooting. He said, we can't let some thugs and criminals just take over and ruin what happened. I gather that's not quite your assessment of what happened that day. I have respect for the governor. I disagree strongly with uh, how he would describe that situation. I certainly do think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness. And I think that that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. And I have seen this dog whistle time and again. There's this kind of giant conservative theory on social media now that the reason that 
mugshots haven't been shown is because the purported defendants are black. And if it were a white defendant, we would have just shown them. That is absolutely preposterous. There are protections to juveniles. Our city has a gun violence problem. I, I'm concerned with gun violence committed by blacks, whites, Latinos, anybody under the sun. I grieve for victims, the majority of whom, by the way, were black in this city last year of yeah. gun violence. And when you have semi-automatic gunfire, when you have weapons of war that are able to kill and injure and maim lots of people, including, what is it, nine children? then I think it is fair for us to say that that is an issue that needs to be discussed rather than just acting like, you know, what the heck, it's just a few bad yeah. people. We had 850 cops out there the other day. We had dozens and dozens and dozens of cameras and snipers and, and anything under the sun. And none of that stopped and anything? None of it stopped it. You got an ordinance passed a year or two ago that bars the transfer of firearms and ammunition to minors without permission from the minor's parent or guardian, as well as, you know, the idea of discharging firearms in the city. Why wasn't that ordinance enough to stop this and how effective has that law proved to be? I think the question is always about how much enforcement are we doing? What I look forward to having a conversation with KCPD about is how often are we citing some of these ordinances, and if we are not, then why not? We have passed ordinances since I became mayor relating to the possession of firearms by domestic violence offenders, the possession of firearms by minors, and I think that uh, thus far they have rarely been used or invoked. It is one thing, and I hear it all the time, to, to wax poetic about what different things a county prosecutor might or might not do. And by the way, I've talked to her a number of times this week and have great respect for her and her service. But it's another thing not in certain ways to use the tools that are at the disposal of law enforcement to get guns out of the hands of people who would do harm in our community. Well, if that's the it case, my, Mayor, why would any yeah. further laws uh, out of Jefferson City have any impact if the laws we have right now aren't being enforced? Because Republicans are already raising that issue. Yeah, I mean, if you use that logic, then you shouldn't have laws against fentanyl, speeding, anything under the sun. I mean, you, you have a, a criminal enforcement regime so that you can use it. Now, if they're not being enforced, I would actually suggest that's another argument for local control of the police to make sure that every municipal ordinance, even if it enters into the gun space, is one that is getting followed up as quickly as possible. As you know, I'm a one-fifth vote on that board, but nonetheless, that's something that I will continue to push. I think council and mayor in this city are trying to say in every way possible we will do all we can to get guns out of the hands of people. But on the uh, why do we need laws in Jefferson City, the problem right now is that Jefferson City has made lawful the possession of firearms in any number of places. And it's how we end up with young men in some situations with an AR-15 concealed in their yeah. pants. And, Mayor, do you have a message for Governor Parson? The state of Missouri has the highest black homicide rate in the country. We are losing generations of black men. What will we do to stop it? Now we continue our conversation about the aftermath of Wednesday's mass shooting with Missouri Governor Mike Parson, who was at Union Station Wednesday. You know, this community, as you well know, is badly shaken in the wake of what happened here Wednesday. There's a lot of nervous people, and people want to know what kind of response might they expect from your office, from the General Assembly uh, in Jeff City. What can you tell us today? Look, Steve, I, juveniles have no business carrying AK-47s around parade, around the people that were there. That should not be happening. And there's a huge difference between that and me taking my grandson out to go quail hunting. Uh, and I think we've got to realize that, number one. 
But look, they don't have any business doing that. They've violated the law. They've committed a homicide. And needless to say, all the other assaults, aggravated assaults that's involved in this, but they need to be held accountable. I, I you know, look, I hate it because they're, they're juveniles, but at the end of the day, you're making adult decisions, so you've got to be considered accountable for what you did. I don't you know, think there's any question about that. Would laws help? You know, just last year, House Republicans uh, in the Capitol in Jeff City voted down a law that would have made it illegal for minors to possess firearms in public. People up here would be comforted by laws like that, and yet would something like that help in your view? Yeah, I, I don't think there's nothing in the world wrong with having these discussions of what happened with these minors. And honestly, you're seeing that all over. This is just not Kansas City, all over the country. People are doing these kind of crimes. And, and I think it's much more than a gun, I'll be honest with you, uh, because I think we have allowed people to commit crimes with no accountability. And that doesn't matter whether you're shoplifting, whether you're stealing, whether you're taking over community blocks, whether it's drag race. I mean, you can go on down the list of what's going on and not Kansas City or St. Louis. I'm talking about Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, anywhere that they have the strictest gun laws in the nation, they continue to have the same problems. And I think part of the root of that problem is you have to discuss the idea of the, the how are we going to make these people accountable so they don't ever begin to go down that road? Well, what's your answer uh, to that, Governor? How do you make them accountable? Let me just go back to the days when I was sheriff, and right. I'll talk from real experience. People didn't want to go to jail. People didn't want to go to jail. I mean, anybody, the, the average person out there didn't want to spend time in jail. They just sure didn't want to go to prison. Now we're not putting very many people in jail. I mean, we're either not doing bonds, or and, and I realized there was some things in there that needed to be addressed. But I think we tipped the scales too far the other way. The mayor here is calling for actions that go beyond accountability. He's talking about wraparound services, more social workers. He points out that we have the highest black homicide rate, uh, one of the highest in the country here. And he wants to know, what will you do about that? Well, I don't think any question whether it's St. Louis or Kansas City. We've tried to do different things, work with the African-American community. Uh, I mean, you look at Reverend Miles up there in Kansas City. We've worked with him on different occasions. You look at... uh, the Urban League in St. Louis, where we're trying to put mental health resources in the African-American communities. We're trying to find witness protection programs that we can help people to go in and testify against one another. I think we have done a lot since I've been governor, and I'm not there to boast about that, but, you know, there's nobody knows probably as a governor's seat about crime and what I do. But, Steve, you cannot do the same thing we continue to do and expect a different result. But why can't, you you know, Missouri— Missouri governor has the, some of the loosest firearm restrictions and laws in the country. Um, why not rethink that? Because what we have doesn't seem to be working in the two big cities. But, Steve, I would also tell you Chicago's got the strictest gun laws in the nation, and they lead the nation in homicides. I mean, you got, you got to have a real conversation about what is the root problem, because you know their laws are not working by no means. So ask the same questions both ways. What is the core root of people feeling it's okay to go out and kill people? Mm-hmm. You know, that's not normal. And your and, response and is more incarceration. You think that would have a chilling effect? I, I think trying to make sure it doesn't happen before it happens. I, I think uh, whatever, whatever those things we can do to prevent it. But I think what is the root problem? Why are people, and I'll say young people because we're kind of talking about it in this instance. What's driving them to even think they can go buy guns at 13, 14, 15 years old and kill people. 
This is just not simply they just decide one day to get up, I'm going to go kill somebody. And I don't, I don't have all the answers, Steve. If I did, I, I'd fix it tomorrow if I could. But I, I think it's a bigger issue than just saying who buys guns and who doesn't buy guns. I, I, I just, I mean that. I, I'm not sure there can't be changes made. I'm not sure things can't address things. But you got to figure out how to make people accountable. And just to wrap up, in the short term, you're saying don't expect more gun control laws out of Jefferson City this session, even in the wake of this tragedy up here. Yeah, I, I would probably say no. I mean, I think the other thing, too, as terrible as this is, you know, I, I don't like the nation or anybody looking at us like this happens all the time, uh, you know, because it doesn't. This is the first time this ever happened in an event like this, uh, as far as I know, in the country. So do I think this is going to continue to happen over and over? I do not. I, I believe that it won't happen. You know, it's just unfortunate that they were actually shooting at one another is what they were doing. And you had a crowd of so many people that everybody was getting shot because they're having a shootout in front of a million people. It's just it's just sad for everybody. And, and uh, I don't know what happens up here in Jeff City. I'm not going to speak for the legislative branch, but right. you know, we, we just have to see what happens in the future. But I, I tell you, I think it's a bigger issue than just the guns. Missouri Governor Mike Parson and Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas spoke with KCUR's Steve Kraske. After that interview on Friday, Missouri House Republicans announced they would no longer be pursuing two gun bills this session. One would have allowed guns on buses and inside churches. The other would have exempted firearms from sales tax. Majority Leader John Patterson of Lee's Summit said in a statement, quote, now is not the appropriate time to be taking up those bills. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Gabe Rosenberg and Madeline Fox. You can find the complete conversation from KCUR's talk show up to date and continuing coverage of the shooting at kcur.org. Thanks for listening.